Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Tuesday, January 26th. Um, John Aravosis here. I am intentionally trying to slow down just because it's a new year. <laughs> well, last time, well, well, last time we intentionally tried to do a happier show because people said, "Do something happy." So I'm also we, trying not to interrupt you. So I, 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 I waited yep. for a pause there, and I thought I was going to be able to get oh, in without interrupting. But then you started again, so I messed we're, it up. We're trying not to interrupt each other, and my suggestion always is, let's try to do shorter bits back and forth if we can. But that's often hard, especially when we've got. Uh, experience stuff. Like if I'm talking about working on the Hill, you're talking about something you've worked on. Sometimes you need to have a good two or three minute story about like, like when uh, what's his face. Remember the old Republican Senator Strom Thurmond copped a feel on me. That was worth a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the kind of thing you might want to talk about, you know? Um, so, so the topic today is going to be a little more of a potpourri because there isn't any one big story out there. Um, but there's a lot of little ones, many of which you would all consider happy stories, um, such as uh, we're going to talk about my pillow guy getting banned from Twitter, Brandon Straka, a big pro Trump troll uh, getting arrested. Um, the uh, uh, Lauren Bobbitt, Bobbitt, uh, that's funny. I just call her that. <laughs> well, you know, because it was Lorena Bobbitt, remember? The woman who, oh, yeah. wasn't she the, she was. She's she the one who cut off the dude, her husband's penis. The dudes, yeah, her husband's penis. Lauren Bobbert. That's actually very funny. Um, possibly breaking gun laws. Uh, we're going to, if time permits, we're going to, maybe our big topic might be Fox News promoting QAnon. Um, and then we're going to talk about Holly and Cruz and all those lunatics also, with impeachment. Worth mentioning, um, as your resident uh, Ohio in here, Rob Portman announcing he's not running for re-election. So there's another open seat. Oh, I forgot in, about that. Yeah, another open seat in you know, it's not Pennsylvania or even North well, Carolina, no. but Start but Ohio in. Just well, keep going, keep going with this. Let's start well, with Portman. Yeah, if you want to, because I I can give people a lot of insight into this from what I know, and that's you know, there's a lot of stuff flying back. But they'll be pithy two and three minute insights. Well, of course they will. Be. Okay. Would there would they be any other way, John? Well, I meant that um, was short. <laughs> I, I know. Um, what go I, on, go on. What I saw, I mean, it was so interesting. I'll start with Casey Hunt, who I, I basically like. Um, yeah, MSNBC a, reporter. Right. She did a segment and she was saying, you know, that Rob Portman was a reasonable, decent guy who worked across the aisle. And he's exactly the type of guy that when he says he's leaving, because what he did say is he said, he, he, you know, he just has found it impossible to get things done these days. So he's leaving, um, you know, that that is a huge loss for Washington and, um, and, you know, and, and it, it harms our politics. Here's what I'll say. Um, he, in, in this way, he's actually a lot like Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania and Richard Burr um, of North Carolina. You, you know, none of them do we agree with ideologically, but none of them are the sort of loudmouth conspiracists, conspiracists. None of them are the sort of, um, you know, the, the Trump defenders to the core and, and standing up and going on TV as much as they can to defend Trump. Toomey has already hinted that he, that he there's a good chance he's mm -hmm. going to vote in favor of convicting Trump in the Senate with right. the impeachment trial. But it still is important that we remember with all of these guys that for the most part, and Rob Portman is even worse than Toomey, who raised his voice here and there, mm -hmm. Rob Portman did nothing. And this is where I would stand up and, and argue with, with Casey Hunt. And I did. I responded to her respectfully because I like her. But when he – Rob Portman first was a House member for about six or seven, uh, and he used to win with big 
margins from down here, six or seven terms. And he was good friends with the Bush family, you know, and ended up serving as the trade representative. And I think was the OMB director. I believe he was under Bush. And then he ran for the open Senate seat in 2010 when Voinovich right. um, decided to retire. Well, what's important here is that in the House, Rob Portman voted for an assault weapons ban. He voted, he voted, came out and voted in favor of numerous environmental um, issues. Uh, he, you know, he was, he was that reasonable center, right. Um, kind of, you know, figure, but just because he's got a nice temperament, which he does, and people who meet him personally tend to like him, and I think he was always happy, happiest working with Democrats. This is where the pathology of our system, as it is now, as created by the Republican Party, you know, doesn't allow room for people like Corbyn. Because if you're if you don't stand up and fight these people on the right, then you're useless. And that's right. what Rob Corbyn became. And I, I, let me be very clear. Oh, oh, but you're saying he was useless because he wasn't fighting. Exactly. So once oh, he was in the House, in the House yeah. when he was in a much more bipartisan House and reasonable House, he was a deal maker and he would work with Democrats on things. And that's, right. you know, and he got that reputation deservedly. And, and you know, right. what, did I agree with him on a lot of stuff? No, but at least he was that guy. But right. once he got to the Senate and he got there and the, he won in the Tea Party election of 2010, where he was primaried from the right in that thing, he was able to hold on and get elected right. or whatever. He learned all the wrong lessons. And it was, you know, the lesson you should be learning is. I need to fight for my party. I need to fight for what I believe in. We need right. to fight for their uh, reasonable moderation. And instead, he sat there quietly first, even pre-Trump. This is what everybody forgets. It's not just Trump. Mitch McConnell has destroyed the institution of the Senate. Yep. He has he, he's made it now that we have to have this fight over filibusters because he filibusters everything. Right. He he do, you know everything that's not sort of a written full out rule as you know. And even you one could argue he abrogated and even did break his constitutional duty to give Merrick Garland a hearing, which he was supposed to do. He was supposed to right. advise and consent. He refused to do it. He's done right. everything in his power to destroy that institution. And when the Rob Portman's and the Pat Toomey's, but Rob Portman is worst of all because he had a bigger profile than Toomey and served under in the Bush administration, and all that. And also, um, you know, like he refused to stand up and call out the lunatics of right. the far right. And right. all that did was empower them. And right. I would argue, um, I would argue that the same exact thing, you know, is what's ailing the party right now. Well, you know, so what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, go finish, and then I want to jump in. Well, I mean, and that's the finish of it. So, you know, is it a shame that somebody with his kind of temperament or toomies or whatever are leaving? We don't, we don't want bomb throwers. Of course, we want people that get along and, and are willing to do good things. But even if Portman wanted to work with Democrats on pick something stimulus, or if he wanted to work with them, if he, you know, on on various other issues. If he sat there and allowed Mitch McConnell to filibuster and refused to stand right. up to Mitch McConnell and then refused to stand up to Donald Trump once Donald right. Trump was elected, what's the point? Who the hell cares about your temperament? You're useless. Right. And this is something that has been worrying me. It's funny. I was talking. I was on uh, Jason Page, who I really like. Jason is a, a podcaster, video caster, has sort of a show on uh, internet show on internet. It's like my dad on internet, on um, the tubes, on the, the tube. boss said there, exactly. on the, the internet tube. is a vast series of tubes. of tubes. Although he wasn't wrong though. If you think of somebody trying to explain it to layman, that wasn't a bad way to explain it, to be honest. This was Ted Stevens, by the way. Yeah. Folks. Was, People give him like a, that, but, you know. It became a meme before there were memes. Yeah. The tubes. <laughs> but I could see trying to explain it to my parents and that wouldn't be, mom, I'm constantly, mom is still having a hard time with Wi-Fi versus data. Meaning, like, why does my phone work when I'm not home, but my computer, like, they're different networks, the Wi-Fi and her phone's data. I'm like, well, it just is. Think ra I was like, think radio. 
<laughs> but <laughs> Steven says tubes. I do radio when it comes to explaining to elderly mom how it works. But um, you know I, what worries me is on Jason's show we were talking, and Jason was saying he was interviewing uh, Rick Wilson, and they were talking about whether in twenty years both parties, Democrats and Republicans, will will split, meaning Republicans become you know more moderate Republicans, conservatives, and the Trumpists versus the Trumpists, the, the, right. the, the crazies, and on our side, whether it's social Democrats versus the rest of us or whatever. And, you know, one thing that worries me with that is, is I feel like there are no moderates left in the Republican Party, really, certainly not at the national level. And we're talking about, I mean, gee, it was hard enough to have to consider like Susan Collins a moderate, you know, Mitt Romney's, Mitt Romney is kind of a moderate, fair enough, but he's one of the only ones really but Rob Portman is a moderate. I mean, we're, we're kind of Lisa, Lisa Murkowski, Cliff. Lisa Murkowski is a moderate. Right, well, the problem, John, is they're, they're, they they what they do is what the media often does. Okay, is Damn they mistaken sure. temperament. But no, let's say you know New York Times type media. The, the guys that try to be oh, you cover everything objectively, you know, quote unquote, right. and then they don't tell you the truth of the situation. Is they mistaken temperament for for policies? Oh, that's a good point. So, so Portman. Yeah. You know, is a likable guy. A lot of people like him. Yeah. So it's too much. She's what, not a fire right. breather. So right. She, so they're not the ones standing up and screaming. They're not you know bringing snowballs in there like Inhofe and saying there's no you know climate change. They're not making you know right. these these these. They're not pulling the Ted Cruz, Cruz, Josh Hawley kind of stuff. That doesn't mean they're moderate. Right. Um, right. I think the, an argument can be made that Susan yeah. Collins is a moderate. I wouldn't. I'd call her sort of center right, but I think well, one can make it. She's a she's a weak need moderate. Like even right. if she is a more policy uh, liberal, more right. moderate person, she you know what what's the what do they say? Like Susan Collins will always cave when you need her, or she, or yeah, sure. Santorum famously said she'll always be there when you. Unlike Olympia Snow, who used to serve there too and was really yeah. really moderate. But what I would say is, even if you include Collins in that group, there's no honest. Yeah. Um, there's no honest way you can call Lisa Murkowski or Mitt Romney centrist or moderate they're center right i think you can get away with that and right. portman is is just portman is you know in, in his policy if you follow what he believes from when he was in the house or whatever he's center right too but it doesn't matter in the end yeah, yeah. if you refuse Mitt romney to his credit at least stood up to trump here right. and there and at, at one big moment right. you know lisa murkowski also voted against you know and stood up to trump and voted right. i'm trying to remember she voted against kavanaugh she voted I don't remember what else it was. I think she voted in whatever. Who cares? Point yeah. being that that they've stood up. The others, it doesn't help if you're a deal maker, but you're scared to make deals because you think Mitch McConnell right. and Trump might be mean to you. Right. That's really a summary. Right. Yep. So, and now a word from our sponsors. Well, John, imagine this Valentine's Day story is for you. You're oh, parked outside. Okay. <laughs> My eyes are parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in ten yes. minutes. Yes. Glancing in the mirror, you cringe. Ah. Um, <laughs> not on Valentine's Day. You can't go in with those bags under your eyes, not to mention those crow's feet. You rummage through your purse. Probably not your purse. Well, maybe, maybe not my purse. But, okay, nothing your, wrong, but not that I'm saying there there wrong I'm not it. judging, John. Whatever you, wherever you keep your money. Whatever John keeps his money, he rummages through, saying, please tell me I have my plexiderm. And there it is. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and smile confidently, knowing that in minutes, John, you'll look fresh, Bright-eyed and years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically steroid, clinically steroid, clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. You can try a six-pack 
uh, application trial pack, I'm repeating myself, for just $14.95 with free shipping when you buy, when you visit, God, I'm having a bad day, buyplex.com or call 800-685-1292 and give the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buiplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. I really am dying to try this stuff. They have got to give us a free sample. They really do. Or I want to see what it's try. I, I do because I'm, I'm really like curious. We're going to try it. We have to. Izier, that is A-I-S-I-E-R. What is it? Luxurious modern sleepwear for the independent woman. Their sleepwear is made from 100% washable silk. Oh, silk is known to reduce skin surface moisture loss and limit skin irritation. Best of all, it's comfortable, so lightweight, it feels like a second skin. It'll keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer with a fabric that loves your skin all year round. And in every type of weather, wearing silk to sleep is simply therapy at night. Izier is owned by an amazing woman, a single mom. Their products are made right here in California. You can feel good about supporting a small business delivering high-quality products. Now is the perfect time. Treat yourself or a loved one to something extra special to sleep and lounge in during Izier's Valentine's sale. Go to shopizier.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use the discount code Stephanie, 10% off your order. That's shop, A-I-S-I-E-R.com slash discount slash Stephanie. Use that code Stephanie for 10% off your order. All right. And now back to our show. You yeah. know, the danger, of course, John, is, you know, now Jim Jordan may run for that and try to get a Oh, Senate. God. Oh, my yeah. God. Imagine him yeah. in the Senate. Could he win in Ohio, Senator? I don't think so. I mean, again, what I tr- so this is where my analysis can come in, where I can take people in just about 30 seconds beyond. Everybody thinks, oh, you know, Ohio now is such a right-wing state. We're one of the wor- – we're basically ground zero for Trump's appeal to deplorables up in parts of our parts of this state. People have lost jobs, white working class. He gets a 5% surge here, the way he got that surge that cost us Senate and House races when he ran. In the off years, if, if you look at 2018 with a not very good candidate for governor, he didn't do a great job. We only lost the, the, the governor race by three points. Sherrod Brown keeps winning. Um, so Ohio is a lean Republican. It's not fully Republican. So to answer your question, I hope Jim Jordan can't win. If we put up somebody good, Tim Ryan is being bandied about now, and he's got a lot of charisma and could be really good. You may remember he gave probably one of the best speeches against Iraq back in, from the House floor back in 2003 or so, he, you know, and there's some others, Nan Whaley, the governor, the, the mayor of wow. Dayton, people are talking. So I think we can win that seat, but we'll be without Trump on the ballot. It would, just, it would be very bad for the Senate. You know, what's funny traditionally, and I don't know, maybe I do know why it probably is gerrymandering and things. <clears throat> the Senate, the Senate has crazies, but the Senate crazies are usually on That's average. Crazy. <laughs> On average, less crazy than the house. Now you get crazy. Inhofe's crazy, right? I mean, but so you do get you get crazies. Cornyn and his own Ted Cruz, forget it. But mind you, these are also newer guys, Cruz and Hawley. But in the old days, we had honestly, they were more assholes than crazy. We had like Jesse Helms, right? We had Don Nichols. We had these guys who were just right wing assholes back in the day. Now, uh, 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 what's his face? You know, you're you're saying Ohio, uh, Jim Jordan. Portman. Oh, Jordan, Jordan, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, it's Twitter troll crazy. Maybe that's, that's the best I mean. way to look at it. Right? Well, see, Don't here's the danger. We're going to get to Fox News in a little bit because that's yeah. on the docket for today. But the Fox News Rush Limbaugh, the radicalization, 
call it the ISISization, if you want, yeah. Yeah. of working class white men in this yeah. country. And Ohio, again, has a lot of them that are that this stuff appeals to because they've lost jobs that have left Ohio, Michigan, places. Um, you know, that is what's changed things because it yeah. used to be that a Jim Jordan type, look at the people, I mean, Ohio would let, elect Voinovich and DeWine and these sort of center right characters. Somebody like Jim Jordan would have no chance. I'd be lying to you if I said he had no chance now. I, I don't think he can win here, but I think look, look, in, look at you brought it up. Could Ted Cruz have gotten to the Senate before? Unlikely, and he's just a Twitter troll in the Senate. So. All right, let's um, let's move on. Uh, so my pillow. Here's the thing. So my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, big ally of Trump, right? Uh, spoke at the Stop the Steal rally that became the insurrection. He got banned permanently from Twitter. He apparently got several warnings. I looked around, and nobody can figure out which tweets it was which is a little surprising because you'd think some of the big groups like Media Matters and others had been following him and basically would just see what the latest tweets were. But nonetheless, he's been banned. And when you're banned, they then wipe out your account. So the tweets all disappear. So nobody knows what he did other than it appears to be spreading more election lies. So Twitter must be clamping down after the violence on people who say the election was still stolen, things like that. So he's gone. Pillow, Pillow's gone. Which is um, interesting because he's just been lying the whole time since the election. So it's interesting they chose to do it now. Well, because now is after the insurrection. Right. Yeah. But not, like, not two weeks ago after the insurrection or a week ago. I, I'm just saying, um, you know, there, that there wasn't one oh, thing that set them off. You, I know find why though? you know, I'll bet you I will bet you because after the insurrection, they probably came up with a new rule and said, OK, that's it now. Because, for example, the tweets he got away with before the election, after the election, you can't ban him permanently because those tweets were allowed. You have to give him a warning. Because right. the new policy is the new policy is lying about the not even lying, but spreading this kind of disinfo about the election will get you banned. So being fair, they, I think they probably gave him three strikes would be my guess. And so he over the last two weeks, he got strike one, strike two, and then did it again. And they said, that's it. We warned you. You're gone. Do we just so, think he, he's crazy or is I mean, there have been rumors, you know, he's in Minnesota. He may be running for governor of Minnesota. We should have Matt McNeil on here, my friend. The radio. Yeah there to see what because yeah. you know uh, I'm, I'm just asking what I, you think I think it's political but like you said but i also think look he's always wearing a very prominent cross outside of his shirt and as a guy you don't often see that in america certainly not in the north um which makes me think that he's an evangelical or whatever or even if he's a catholic it's sort of an evangelical catholic you know i mean it, it's it's religion on your sleeve kind of people which tend to be you know, the yes. Republicans that get into a little more trouble. <laughs> um, well, also, you know, and, and I want to, I hope that this doesn't offend anybody. I'm just going to share something that I've noticed. Hmm. Um, but it seems that those who have had problems with substance abuse, who then become the, their way that they, however, they do this emotionally are able to hmm. leave that behind by becoming such sort of adherents of, of right-wing religion. Right. Larry Kudlow is another example. They really see it's almost like you know you never find somebody as devoted as the convert. I had no, right? I, I, mean, I just googled it. I had no idea. He was a crack addict in the eighties. He was addicted. I'm just looking this up on Wikipedia. Yeah. He was addicted to cocaine. I'm not that as an ad hominem. I'm just no, no. no I just wanted he was addicted. To crack. We didn't get sued. Um, eighties and nineties. Lindell was addicted to cocaine, crack, cocaine, and alcohol, leading to the foreclosure yeah. of his house and his wife filing for divorce. Uh, stated that he achieved sobriety through prayer in 2009 and has been clean since. Wow, two decades. Jesus. So that's three all. Decades. Brady, I mean, 80s, 90s, just, and 2000. Three decades. Woo. 
something about you know some of these folks that were addicted and then well, the only th- way they were able to get off it was by a very strict religion authoritarian but maybe, religion but if you think about it cliff i could see that making sense because if this guy had been addicted for three decades to drugs and alcohol i mean hard drug crack of all things yep. there is nothing short of a cult fervor that is going to get you out of that addiction no no i'm i'm, I'm agreeing that's exactly I, I what i'm saying I'm fear I'm saying you know, those are the ones that seem to become the most sort of yeah. hard yeah, yeah. line. But that's probably why, because it, it had to be religion had to hit him so hard over the head that he could that he could leave. And then, by the way, then it's probably self-reinforcing, because if religion helped you get out of this, then you really deify religion, because, my God, it literally it literally saved him. Quite literally. Right. Right. <laughs> so, well, so you give it even more to the right before. Right. Like you we've, when we've talked about some of the right wing members who are secretly gay. John is like what I've talked about is they felt the need to ban gay marriage or you know Larry Craig or some of these folks yeah, yeah. because because they can't control their own urges and they have a problem with their own urges. The rest of us are like that urge is just fine or we can control ourselves so we don't need to have an authoritarian system. Um, in any case, I, the one thing that we should tell people yeah. Yeah. Um, about Lindell also, and that's why I asked why he's doing this, is it's hurting them financially in a oh, serious God. way. Kohl's, Kohl's dropped the product. Right. Um, Nordstrom dropped the product. Um, HEB, which are the big markets down in the Texas area, dropped it. And I read some others did too. Like he's having his product dropped left and right. Yeah. It no, it's it, a good it, business it, move. But I well, you, know, you know what's funny too? Because I used to always see his commercial on TV. I was looking for new pillows I once and I just Googled it and they're so outrageously expensive. I was like, there's no way in hell. We're talking. 60 to a hundred dollar pillows. I mean, even, even the sale price, I think might've been 50 or 60. It was crazy. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks at Costco and my pillows are fine, but I get from there. So I never did it, but I never, but the point is his ads are so ubiquitous and they're good ads that it got me thinking, maybe I would try it just to sleep, see if I sleep better, blah, blah, blah. He's working on you. He's tricking you. Well, no, quite the opposite though. His ads I never knew who he was. I just knew the ads on TV and was you, yeah. was and considered giving it a shot once. Now I know who he is. And that's yeah, how he's really that was sort of dumb. brand. If for anybody right. who I'll say the last thing for anybody who wants to read a funny read on this, Olivia Nuzzi, yeah, who writes for New York magazine now, decided to buy two of them and not tell her boyfriend. Yeah. So that she do an experiment and yeah. like wrote about it. And he was like, What the fuck is yeah. wrong with this lumpy ass? What are we doing with this pillow? Yeah. And finally her boyfriend, after like two weeks, switched it out for the other one without telling her. You know her you know who her boyfriend is? I don't. What's his face? Geeky guy, uh I shouldn't say that, but glasses, uh was Vanity Fair, I forget who he is now. Um, Ryan. Oh, he's big. He's he's one of the guys they always have being a talking head like on CNN stuff. Hmm. I mean, oh my god! Totally they don't know, know who he is. is. Britain, big. Um, ugh, hold on, I'm looking this up just because it's bothering me now. Olivia Nuzzi, because they live together too, and you'll see them both on TV at different times. Um, hold on, this is bothering me. I want to find out. Boyfriend Ryan Lizza. Oh, yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, it is funny. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a funny little thing. Um, in any case, let's move on. So Brandon Straka, the guy who just got arrested, very interesting for the insurrection. Brandon is the guy I mentioned to you before. White gay guy. Um, used to be on the left. I, hate those. I know. Well, and fa- yeah, exactly. I hate them. And now famously has become a right winger, which 
the crazies, you know, will do, right? You're like, I'm a liberal. No, I'm a super conservative. Oh, wait, is he like, is he have like a big Twitter following? I feel like I've seen him. He, like, thousand people on Twitter. Yep, he looks, yep. every once in a while, he, he, you know, some of the stupid he said came into my timeline. And yeah, he's a just, big Twitter troll. But he, if you look at his look, like the picture he chose, there's just something evil about it. There's something I don't know off. what to do. Yeah, there's something off. Well, there he, is. He is the and Trump and Trump Jr. have been promoting this stuff. He's the one who created, and I love how they say the movement because literally it's him. The walk away movement I've told you about. Oh, right. Walk away, Democrats. You can walk away from the party. He's the nut who showed up at our Kremlin Annex protest we were doing outside the White House against uh, against Trump all these years and showed up. And while we were somebody was speaking on a mic and people were holding signs. He jumped in front of the mic and started screaming, walk away, walk away. And then he started hitting, like prancing like a fairy, literally like a prancing, you know. La, la, la. Right. You're not making and, it. An anti- I'm making whatever. a gay joke because I'm gay, but Don't like literally gay people, literally like, gay a white thing, people. like a dancing sugar plum fairy you know what I mean? and and knocking people's signs out of their hands, which, of course, is assault. Um, so I, I had to get the secrets or the park, the park police to come over. Um, because I mean, literally this guy was, he was going to cause a fight and the park guy was great. Cause he said, okay, I'm going to sit here and watch if he touches you guys or touches anything else. I'm arresting him. And he was horrible. I mean, he got in my face with the camera. He was just a horrible guy. And, uh, but all I can say is frenetically horrible. Like what you would expect Don Jr. Or a Twitter troll. Right. Well, like imagine the way I speak 10 times faster in your face, one inch away from your face, holding up a camera, yelling at you. And you're going Did the police not right. do anything when he was doing well, all this. They didn't see the, they then they were waiting for him to commit assault again because they didn't see him do it. So I was like, okay, fair enough. Although frankly, frankly, we had 10, we were also trying, again, this is the difference between liberals and conservatives. We had, you know, a hundred witnesses of this kid doing it. We could have had him arrested for assault. Right, because everyone saw him do it. He ran up and but, knocked the signs up. But, but why did you have first of all? You well, should. You know, well, first of all, didn't know who he was. Thought he was just some nut job who came. To okay, that's dead. different. If you're like maybe, he's, but oh. if somebody comes up, I mean, I'm you know, it's not even about when who is now? Somebody comes up to me and knocks something out of my hands. I'm telling the cops. It's yeah. I mean, knowing who he is now, we would have done it. But he was. He never used the video, which was funny because he had video in my face, and I was like. You just assaulted these people. He's trying to get a reaction out of me. And the only talking point I kept giving was, you just committed assault. That's not cool. It's illegal and you will get arrested. (laughs) I don't care what your views are. You don't assault people. So that he'd never use the video. There's nothing he could use because it would have made. Anyway, Brandon, Brandon goes to the the insurrection. Um, That sounds like the name of a book. Brandon goes like a kid's book. Brandon goes to the insurrection. Well, or it's the insurrection. What a show. What a show. The insurrection. Don't you know? So okay. he goes, and I don't believe there's evidence of him going inside, but he spoke at that crazy rally the day before that Roger Stone was at, remember, um, on Freedom Plaza in D.C., all the, yes. all the Stop the Steel folks go to, gave a pretty edgy speech that they're they're including in the uh, in the indictment or whatever, which I thought was kind of funny because, I mean, that speech there I didn't think was as bad. But So can he, I ask you, so, they're, so yeah. it's that they're, they're, they're charging him with inciting riot or whatever. They're not charging him with actually having been a member of the groups, that, the group that went in. Sounds like it because, yeah. listen to this, so – uh, and I love this from BuzzFeed, and I love this. One of his relatives provided a video to the FBI. <laughs> Jesus, all these people, are, it's like, they, you know, they, you hear those stories. It's like the Gozar family wow. about Paul yeah. Gosar, right? Which is like, this is not the person we once knew. They've, they've, 
exactly. Imagine being related to Paul Gosar or imagine being related to this guy, right? So one of his relatives provided a video to the FBI showing him making his way to the entrance of the Capitol. And I'm looking at a video below where he's literally standing like three feet outside the door with the crowd, um, egging people to go inside. We're going in. We're going in, Straka says as he gets oh, closer. Oh, I think that's... Listen to this. Go, go, he tells people. An officer tries to keep the crowd away using a clear shield, which rioters pry away from him, forcing him into the angry mob the video shows. Take it away from him, Straka says, according to the video in the affidavit. Take it, take it. Yeah, I think he's in Now trouble. you're in trouble. Now okay. you're actually and, and even if he was up on the front steps right in front, they'd already broken through police barriers there. So I think that was already trespassing, right? You didn't have to even go inside. Like they had barriers around it you weren't supposed to go through. Am I correct? Like the stairs. They weren't supposed to be going up the stairs. Well, that now that's a very good question. They were I I, I do not believe so. I think you're right, because we saw the videos of people crossing the lines. Now, right. having said that, remember they they the FBI even said they are arresting people with sort of the easiest charges first to get them off the street and to get the process going, and then they will hit them with additional charges as the evidence uh, permits. Well, as anybody who's ever seen Law and Order knows, <laughs> they'll get those first people to also tell them who else was there to yeah. lessen their charges. Yeah. So you know. So listen to this that he wrote as what he tweeted as well, um, and this must have been after the insurrection. I'm completely confused. He tweeted, for six to eight weeks, everybody on the right has been saying 1776, that if Congress moves forward, it will mean a revolution. Um, uh, So Congress moves forward. Patriots storm the Capitol. Now everyone is virtue signaling, which is uh, sort of wearing your heart on the sleeve about how good you are. Now everybody is virtue signaling their embarrassment that this happened. Is he so in addition to everything else, he seems really stupid. Well, he's, I mean, or he's, he's playing really stupid. He's got half a million Twitter followers. I think he knows who's, who he's playing to. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, I don't think he's stupid. He's, he's definitely, I would say, Twitter so he's trying to pretend only. that, you know, like he really believed that, but I mean, he's sort yeah. of, but if he, he, the only reason I ask if he's stupid is like, in, he's saying stuff that can be used against him in court. That's the I mean, he's, yeah, he's exactly. admitting that he believed the 1776 stuff and intended to storm the Capitol, which at his intent, his in, that his intent for weeks was his intent for weeks was at least agreeing that everybody needed to invade the Capitol and commit a felony. And that Correct. he, and then here's the point. What was his state of mind when he said these words? Was he simply wrapped up in the crowd saying, take it, take it, go for it. I was just on adrenaline, Your Honor. I didn't know what I was saying. Well, actually, your tweet said for six to eight weeks before you knew exactly what you were saying, that the plan all along was to take the Capitol. You knew that was the plan. And then when you went there, your words were to implement that plan. I mean, you go to my question about whether he's stupid or not, because I'm not a lawyer, but I know well enough to know that if I were in his situation, I wouldn't be saying things that would that would likely provide officers showing them that there was a pretext and I had planned to do this damn thing all along. You know, these guys think of Donald Trump, think of Trump Jr. These guys have gotten away so long with everything they do in part, in part because the things they do now, in Trump's case, a lot of them are illegal, but a lot of them aren't necessarily illegal. They're just, you know, gauche. <laughs> they're gross, yeah. right? They're boorish. They're whatever, right? So 
they've gotten away so long with all the boorishness and everything else that there probably is a little perception of um of of uh, imperceptibility or what not or not perceptibility but uh you can't attack me invincibility. I, I, invincibility i always win you can't pierce my shield that i just stole from a cop right i mean i always win so that so that there's huffing and puffing because i won't get arrested i've right i've been he he assaulted us outside the the uh the white house and he didn't get arrested from his perspective right i don't yeah. get arrested when i do crazy things well just did honey yeah you well, know well. I, I, my my um addendum for the right word corollary to what i was saying earlier about those who are addicts and uh embrace right-wing religion those right. who are once left-wingers and go who, who do the the horseshoe they right. go from the far left to the far right are some of the craziest people out there too, if you haven't noticed. Right? Well, like what's his yeah. name? David Horowitz, the one on the far right, that lunatic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great example. Uh, I mean, we're seeing it now with Glenn Greenwald, of course. Um, they seem to, you know, Straka seems to fit in that mold. They seem to not be stable. They right. seem to often be mentally unstable people that are attracted to some, you know, quote unquote anti-mainstream movement so that they can be attacking right. regular people who they have some sort of problem with and that can be from the fringes of the left or the fringes right. of the right it doesn't seem to much matter as long as they're attacking the the body the broad body of, of what our culture and our politics are if that makes sense right you've been listening to a free excerpt of the unprecedented podcast to hear the rest of the show and hear all of our past shows and support our work as independent media please go to patreon.com slash unprecedented podcast and become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. You can have all of our old episodes, see all of our Zoom interviews, and support the great work that we hope you think we're doing promoting the democratic and liberal agenda. Thanks so much for joining us, folks. See you next episode. And now a word from our sponsors. Well, John, imagine this Valentine's Day story is for you. You're oh, parked outside. Okay. <laughs> My eyes are parked outside the restaurant where you're meeting your date in 10 yes. minutes. Yes. Glancing in the mirror, you cringe. Ah. Um, <laughs> not on Valentine's Day. You can't go in with those bags under your eyes, not to mention those crow's feet. You rummage through your purse. Probably not your purse. Well, maybe, maybe not my purse. purse but, okay, nothing your, wrong, but not that I'm saying anything wrong. I'm not judging, John. Whatever you, wherever you keep your money, with wherever John keeps his money, he rummages through, saying, please tell me I have my plexiderm. And there it is. You apply the clear serum under your eyes and smile confidently, knowing that in minutes, John, you'll look fresh, bright-eyed, and years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically steroid, clinically steroid, clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in just minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift you give yourself. You can try a six-pack uh, application trial pack. I'm repeating myself for just fourteen dollars and ninety-five cents with free shipping when you buy when you visit. God, I'm having a bad day. Buyplex.com or call eight hundred six eight five one two nine two and give the code Voices. This order also comes with free shipping and a thirty-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buiplx.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. I really am dying to try this stuff. They have got to give us a free sample. They really do. I want to see what it's try. I, I do because I'm, I'm really like curious. We're going to try it. We have to.